What I was afraid of is that maybe what they would try to stress a lot with the show, at least the first couple episodes, and they are kind of doing it here, is, oh, I don't get the, old, the new technology. It's all over the place. I don't understand it. I'm still trying to come to terms with it, too. Like, for example, the laptop. He has a laptop. He knows how to work it. Because it makes you think that maybe he wasn't so out of touch as far as, like, clearly just working out all day and reading. He might have had some time in, like, a computer lab if they had that in the prison he was at and learned how to use a computer, how to manage a laptop. I mean, I would think luxury, a luxury prison or, like, a, a lavish prison lifestyle would have entitled him to, like, learn how to use a Mac. I would think by default you learn how to use Windows and shit. Or, like, the very basic shit, like, the computer's always on, you don't get to turn it on yourself, and you learn how to send an email through, I don't know... Yahoo, Gmail, whatever it got available to you in prison. You know, shout out to all the guys doing their thing in prison. Um, lifelong, however short long it is, too, but stay safe and keep your buttholes tight. Don't let anybody in like that. Fight for your rights to not have your ass virginity taken from you. I kid, I kid, of course. But he takes to the laptop immediately, like nothing, and he knows how to look shit up immediately. He knows what Google is. I don't know if um, Tyson, the black dude that's now his driver, may have just, you know, put him on all this shit immediately or just by talking regular convo, you know, I'm driving you, so let me just teach you about Google, teach you about this, that, the other two. He's learning as he goes, but, like, I'm still a little surprised he knows how to handle the computer on his own. Maybe he went in already in the jail knowing how to work a computer. I digress, though. There is that. There's a lot of what's all this new tech shit, like I said already, but... I hope it doesn't go past this second episode, maybe the third for some things, like maybe a joke here or there, but I think they're still going to, I just hope they don't rely too heavily on that, like beyond the third episode, like I'm still scratching my head, oh, how does this work, how do you make this work, make sense of that, there's still a lot of things he's going to try to figure out as time goes, but let's not focus too much in on the tech savvy shit, or how untech savvy he is because of being in jail for 25 years. A good example of that would be when it's time to send his cut. I think, I forget, every week or two weeks, he's got to send like five grand back home to New York, right? He's got to overnight it basically through the mail. So he goes to this, let's just say like a UPS store, or FedEx store, or whatever. I forget exactly what courier they featured right there. He goes there, package is bundled, the cash is hidden underneath clothes and shit. He takes it there, guy gives him the price to overnight to New York and he's like okay he puts out his fat wad of cash obviously cash is king for him you'll see why it doesn't matter to the guy helping him because he says oh sorry we don't take cash and he's befuddled like wait what do you mean you don't take cash you don't take money is this like charity work like no we don't take cash it's only credit and or debit or I guess you know Apple pay or whatever the fuck you got Google paid and shit too so he's confused because he's like, how do you not take cash? Which for me too, honestly, at this point, listen, I don't like to allude to being a boomer like that. I know I'm older. Obviously, I haven't grown up because you can see by the headpiece. But I still get befuddled when someplace tells me you don't take cash. It, I know the rarity now is to find something or somewhere that takes cash only, not cards. But vice versa, I haven't found any place like that yet myself. I have ran into situations where I do have cash. I like to pay with cash, but they're like, oh, we don't have coins to get back because that change. We don't have small bills. So preferably, you know, credit, debit, or, you know, Apple Pay, whatever you got on you. 
So it is a bit of an inconvenience nowadays, but I think it's becoming more of the norm, at least here in New York. It's becoming too much of a norm. And annoyingly enough, the norm. So at some point, will cash be rendered useless? I mean, if you look at Bitcoin, not that here to talk about financial advice, don't take any from me, but Bitcoin has been dropping. A lot of those fucking um, cryptocurrencies, which I do have some investments put into them, have been tanking. Dogecoin's a whole fucking joke. I pulled out of that while it was still at a high, so I made some money back. But if you look at it now, it's like, wow. It's like absolutely useless or pointless. But I digress. So the guy don't take anything cash from him. He's like just credit, debit, Apple Pay, whatever you got on you. And he's confused. He's moaning and groaning about what's with this world nowadays. You don't take cash. Have you never heard of the phrase cash is king? And the guy, mind you, you would think they would have casted someone younger, hip, cool looking, or at least no pot belly on him. But this guy looks older than him, is balding terribly, like at the point like I was at for a long while. Like, just cut that shit all off because it's pathetic combing it sideways like three strands of hair like Homer Simpson and shit. Pimply, ac adult acne still. Maybe that's how they wanted to portray this guy looking younger because they really could have honestly cast someone to look young. And be like, oh, I don't know the phrase cash is king or what's cash. I never heard of that shit. This guy looks worse than fucking Sylvester Stallone. And he's trying to he's trying to be passed off as being the younger guy that's like hip to the game of today. Like, what's cash? I don't understand what cash is, boomer. So basically, again, him being age shame for being fresh out of jail and out of touch with society like that. Where he has to pay a guy the cash he would have used to pay for his shipment. So that the other guy can use his car behind him to have his shit shipped out. So, there's an example of that. Um, it was funny, don't get me wrong, the interaction. But, like, casting-wise, that's where I'm still kind of, like, confused by the show. Maybe they were too worried about getting Sly as a lead star, where they kind of worried as least as possible casting-wise of everybody else. I mean, Tyson's good. Uh, the FBI agent is good, too. I like that she's older. But I think they took it a little too far with how old she does look, or she looks on film at least, because there doesn't look to be too much of an age gap, as much as she alluded to in the first episode, character-wise, obviously. She's still a good-looking woman, no doubt there, but in the wrong lighting, damn, she's showing her age. All right, there's that. Speaking of that lady, pretty lady, again, chef's kiss to her, I forget the actress's name in real life, but good-looking woman. You can tell when she was younger, whoo, she was a smoke show. But now we established from the first episode, she's the ops, as in she is, she's not FBI, she's not CIA, none of that shit. She's like some other department of like tobacco and alcohol, naughty, naughty, don't do any of that in public, basically. So she's no fun, basically, because she's working for that as a living. She's an agent for that department. But now, she's at the point now where she's spying on him. She's like digging deep in the databases, trying to find out more about him, see what he's about, even though she said, I gotta stay away from you, you're too old, with your fucking dinosaur dick inside me, one time was enough, when you came, it felt like the earth was quaking, but then your dick was shaking, and all it did was blow out dust, so thank God I'm not pregnant, because I'm too old anyway too, I'm not too old for you, but I'm also too old to fucking reproduce, thank God my eggs are turned to dust anyway, you stab right through them, but... She's doing all the research possible on him to find out more about him, you know, his rap sheet, everything he's done. She gets so oddly turned on by the fact that she reaches out to her connect that pulls up his whole record, reads it back to her, basically, 
and says, oh yeah, he killed while in jail, he killed outside of jail that led him to jail, and they tried to flip him, she says, was it, like five to seven times, but he didn't snitch, so no Takashi 69 support of or links to, he didn't snitch, he stayed quiet, did his bid, the full 25, and now he's out as you've seen and as or you experienced firsthand, because 25 year deprived dick is what you got and you got the experience firsthand so tell me how it tastes how does it feel because she definitely sucked them off she's definitely stuck it in her ass she's definitely put it back to finish everything off in a pussy unless 25 years deprived of pussy i mean there's only so much and so long you can beat off for before you crave the touch of another person whatever you prefer you know interaction wise preference wise i'm not here to judge but if you've been in jail for 25 years and finally you get your first piece of ass what, one, two days out of jail, I don't know how quick, I, I can't imagine how quick you fucking bust your load. And all on top of that too, there is the fact that to consider that he's 75 years old in this role, or this character is at least. So it might take a while to get it up, it might take a while to keep it up, and once it's in and up and stuck, I guess presumably, how long it takes before he goes, oh! <laughs> Oh, you know how Stallone, but oh, whatever he does. But she's obsessed with him, and she's turned on by his no snitching policy, life policy, basically. He didn't give anybody up. He did his fucking bid, quiet as a church mouse, and left after 25 years. And she has the nerve to say, even though she swore him off, she says, you know what? It shows integrity. He didn't fucking snitch. So she really wouldn't have been a fan of Takashi 69. And we're not here to talk about him either, but fuck him anyway. He's like a no-talent hack. But it goes to show you how confusing women can be, honestly. Let's be honest in that case. She loves the fact that he has enough integrity to not snitch. Okay, bitch. That's why, um, you know, you're lonely at the age you are because you don't know what the fuck you want or if it's even right for you, Betty had said. Now, there's a funny part that comes up playing into the fact that him being so out of touch with, you know, modern-day technology or just society in general, too, having been locked up. He's at the crosswalk, being a New Yorker, just like I know, too. The last thing you do at the crosswalk or at the light is wait to cross. When you, the coast is clear, no traffic coming in from either side, you just cross that bitch. It's like second-hand nature to any New Yorker, as he is playing the character here, too, on the show. It's also like there's no such thing as jaywalking here because the police, you can do it dead in front of the police and they won't even bat an eye. They won't even look at it. I'm talking about pre pandemic too. For as long as I've existed, I've cr crossed, uh, you know, with a red light against me, jaywalked, whatever you want to call it, in front of the police too. Well, then again, my complexion, I guess they won't really harass me too much. Unfortunately, that's also the truth of life. Uh, you know, the, the, the cross I bear, being light skinned. You know, I get away with some things, not all, but some things. Jaywalk in front of them, they don't say a fucking thing. It's a funny part, though, because he comes to one of these crosswalk things we have here now, too, where you press it, you wait for it to change, and if you're not allowed to walk, the thing will say, wait, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, wait, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Sounds extra white, to be honest, but I guess it matches the white guy that it's giving you the clear go as far as it's your turn, you're free to cross the street now. He's confused because he, he doesn't know where the sound's coming from when it hits him. But he's like, wait, I've been waiting my whole life. And I, I think that was just a funny little touch as far as like, it's new tech, 
he's being told to wait, but also he responds openly to the thing, I've been waiting my whole life at the automated crosswalk voice. It was funny, but it's also deep as we go deeper into the episode, no pun intended, because he comes up to a part, I don't know if this really exists or if this is really the lore that goes hand in hand with this part of Oklahoma of all places, uh, Tulsa, I'm guessing he's still in. There's a thing called the center of the universe, which is like a little, I guess, touristy spot, you can probably call it. I love to see it in real life too myself, just to see if this is legit, or probably reenact this whole scene that he does here. I would assume it's called that because maybe geographically speaking, it is literally the center of the universe or the globe per se. I'll have to look it up afterwards. But there's a homeless lady that tells him, hey, that's the center of the universe. People stand there because apparently whatever you speak out loud at that one spot, there's a little circle like in the center of the place, no one can hear you. You People go there to talk to God and speak their wishes or prayers out loud kind of thing. So he's like, yeah, all right, whatever you fucking bum, you know, wash your ass, scrub your face or something like that. I don't believe you, but he does it himself. He goes there and... I forget, ah, shit, I forgot what he said there. I didn't make notes of it, but, oh, yeah, right. She says, oh, no one can hear you. So he's like talking out loud. Can you hear me? Can you hear me to the homeless lady? She might be delusional. She might be crazy or a crackhead, but she doesn't hear him when he's speaking out loud. Hey, can you hear me? Whatever. So he turns around at some point and there's like a white horse just strolling on by. Not a unicorn, nothing on his fucking head. Just a plain old white fucking horse walking by across the street, trotting, doing his horse thing. I couldn't tell if it was him imagining that or maybe Tulsa, Oklahoma is that rural, even in the city, where horses are just like walking freely on the streets. Like out here in Staten Island, like turkeys are just all over the place in one certain part of Staten Island. I don't know, it could be that. They didn't really like give enough proof of either or, IRL or just... Imagining the whole thing. He sees the horse. He's kind of confused. And then he goes to the lady. After he steps out of the center of the universe spot. And says hey could you hear me? And she says again hey I told you. You can't hear a thing once you're in there. So are you crazy or am I the crazy one? Whatever. He tries to pay her off. She's like I'm not taking any of your scuzzy money. I don't know what that meant really. Maybe she just knew or like kind of sniffed the mob ties out of him. So she didn't. Imagine a homeless person turning down money whatsoever, like a fresh fucking $100 bill. And only because she's got standards, I guess, like I don't want mob money, she fucking passes it off. But whatever, there's that. Now we go back to the fucking, the cougar, the cougar ops, who is admittedly a piece of ass, but also you would think with somebody who holds a rank in like a what would you call these things? Like a federal job, like a state job, like a, she's like high ranking police, I guess you could say, but the police that say no drinking, no smoking, so they don't want you to have fun at all. She's going to see a therapist. She's there in the office with the old guy who clearly she ain't fucking this guy because she's not that desperate or, you know, she's older, but not bad looking still, still holding up pretty well. She's in therapy, rightfully so, because she got dumped by her ex-husband. Or they left amicably, whatever they want to call it. But basically, she's divorced. So she's not with anybody right now. She's got to admit to him, hey, I, I met this guy way older than I am with dinosaur fossil fuel dick, practically. I let him hit. I kind of regret it, but it felt so good inside me after a while. Like, rearranged my organs and, you know, 
blowing the dust off my eggs and shit too. But what do I do basically? What do I do? And she admits too, it was the best dick I've had in my life. Regardless of the fact that he was already busting nuts and fingering cheerleaders by the time Kennedy got assassinated and popped in the head. She's all confused and befuddled by it. Rightfully so, but also if it's some of the best dick you had in your life too and he wasn't a criminal, I, I would say just run back to him with open arms. But since he is a criminal, well, was a criminal, ex-felon, etc., etc., as he likes to clear up too, maybe that's where she's confused. I mean, you know what, a dick every once in a while, some pussy every once in a while, no ties attached, or no strings attached, I guess you could say. Maybe not the worst thing in the world, but I guess, you know, tread lightly or carefully, whatever. There's that whole debacle. Now we move on to more of like he's been out of touch, out of society for so long, he doesn't understand the concept between a credit card or a debit card because he says to his driver, the kid Tyson, it's like, hey, what do I do? Because basically no one's going to take my cash besides me being or looking like a mob stereotype, right? So he says, okay, get a debit card because if you can't get a credit card and they won't let you, why not get a debit card? Basically, it's a bank card. You put money into the account. They give you a debit card to openly and freely use your money via a card. In that case, they go to the bank. Pretty funny. But also rings very oddly true. And this is why I would never bring anyone. You know what? For years now, it's been crazy. Because you can't be seen anywhere with anybody of the same gender without someone having to assume or not wanting to assume their idea of being polite that you're not just friends or you just happen to be people hanging out with each other. You're not a couple. I've had that too many times already. I, obviously, I have friends that are males. We go, I used to have a friend. I, he turned out to be a little difficult, a little crazy, whatever. So, like, we kind of just cut ties and shit. We used to hang out a lot, go to bars because his thing was drinking. I didn't drink so much as him. I just drank, you know, a little bit. You know, I, I, I'm one of those. Like, I drink enough. I'm not looking to drink like a fish. I kind of toss my shit aside. Or my trick would always be... Everything I drink, one glass of water right out of it. Kind of like the dilute, piss it right out, and then I'm good to go. I don't got to walk home stumbling, pissy drunk, whatever. But anytime we went anywhere together or hung out because he wanted to hang out so much, people would assume we're fucking gay. I got nothing against the gay community. I got nothing against LGBTQ, whatever, but come on. This right here, this scene, the bank is a fucking nerd. The bank is a fucking dweeb. He's being a nice guy, genuinely. But he does help him get his fucking shit. They got to go through a couple of different banks before they end up with this one dweeb at the bank who helps him get the fucking debit card. But only after he says, okay, we need some ID. You don't have legit ID. Your license expired from New York back in 1998. So we need some new ID. Do you have a passport? No, because I can't go nowhere. I'm an ex-felon, whatever. Okay, so now we got the whole ordeal of him having to go to fucking the DMV out in Oklahoma to get a license, which... That's a whole funny part in itself, too, because you'll see later on that um, he has to cheat or has to leer over someone else's test while taking the written driver's permit exam. I am one of those true blue New Yorkers. I didn't learn to drive and didn't get my license till way later on in life. But even I passed the written exam first time out the gate. No question. So embarrassingly enough. I guess maybe if you were in jail 25 years and shit, but 97 to like 2022, maybe you forgot over time how to drive. But I think that's one of those skills you kind of pick up on immediately and it doesn't leave you 
that quickly either. But for some reason, it's funny to look at. Like, he's, like, forcing the guy to, like, move his arm while he's copying from his written exam for the driver's permit. But the bank guy, for the fact that, you know, hey, he's helping him out. They go back once he gets the ID back and shit, too. He's able to deposit the cash finally. He only waits till the second visit to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't want to assume, but are you guys going in each other's asses? Who's top, who's bottom kind of thing? Because the black dude at first, he's like confused. Like, wait, did he just think we're gay after they left? He didn't even think of confronting him at that point when he said, hey, I didn't want to assume you guys, but hey, modern times, I guess, ha ha ha, whatever. That's kind of rude. To even fucking assume that, to even think like out loud or say it out loud, let alone, hey, I didn't want to assume, that's a new form of no disrespect, but it's literally shit on somebody because you think because they're two dudes, they're together, one's old, one's young, that's the sugar daddy, he's got a big black cock, he's fucking the old guy in the ass because that's what the old guy's into. And he's too ashamed of like having to buy a real doll or a really big dildo. He might as well settle for the real thing and pay him off. Obviously paying with dirty money. So why couldn't he afford a young, well-endowed black man to do so? Fuck that shit. Oh, of course. I, that's what's going on here. And I'm not going to be here to judge or preach to the crowd. But what the fuck? Uh, have fun, you guys. Thank you for your business. Make sure besides depositing your cum in his ass or vice versa, however you fucking play, you deposit more and more and more of your money into our bank because we need it. Have you seen fucking the, the economy tanking, the inflation and shit going on in actuality? I'm not here to judge your money or your fucking ass play. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, shout out to Champion Crew Neck, aka George, in real life. I'm not going to snitch. Uh, you torture yourself watching Tulsa King but don't want to play Helen Ray. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm enjoying Tulsa King, I, so it's not torture. I'm enjoying it. Genuinely, it's good, but an AO BBC. Yes, I mean, listen, BBC comes up a lot, pause, because, or BBC comes out of my mouth a lot, pause, because it's a reality. It's something that, you know, if racists only knew what it was like to have one themselves, I don't, I can't speak for that, obviously. I think a lot of stuff will be handled fairly, if they said, if you keep up that racist shit, all that hate-filled stuff comes out of your mouth, we're going to stuff your fucking mouth with a BBC to shut you up for good. I think if they had that threat looming, you know, since, you know, death penalty's been gone, depending on where you live, Texas. Um, if we had that as an alternative solution to shut them up for good, I think they'd zip it up. The KKK would cease to exist. All these nationalists and supremacists will fucking scatter into the woods and stay there like roaches because they're a plague anyway. I'm saying BBC could solve a lot of things if we had that looming over them like a carrot dangling over them. It's like, listen, you're going to get a mouthful of this and you don't shut the fuck up, basically. But that's what it is. Um, <laughs> no way, no, no. It's either going to be Kanye or Trump, whoever, for 2024, or hopefully The Rock. Even though he's a terrible actor, at least he can pretend to be a good enough presidential candidate or let alone a president why not I mean because you know Biden whatever we're not here to talk politics but with his fat sources fingers because you know you don't go to jail spend 25 years and come out with like thin artistic creative content creative fingers like me these big brolic fucking caveman typing methods of his he's typing away punching away and shit he already knows how to look up people's public records I don't remember the name of the legit company they use I've had to use it before don't ask of looking up somebody's public records, where they live, phone number and shit too. They're always out of date, by the way. Don't ask me again how I know, but they're always out of date. They're like 
half a year late, a year late sometimes. He knows enough to fucking search up his daughter's information. Look her up, finds the shit, punches away with his fat sausage caveman fingers, finds her ass, pulls a number from the database, calls up the number, and he is able to do so. He is able to do so. He gets a hold of the husband at home, so he's a good stay-at-home husband. That's what uh, she married. So she's really mad at daddy for having up and left her, uh, you know, to her own luck as he admits doing so. Stay-at-home dad answers, the kids in the background screaming and crying, Daddy, you're such a fucking cuck, you're an incel, you're a fucking pussy. I thought mommy had the pussy, turns out you fucking have a butt pussy, whatever. Shut up, or whatever. It's like, hello. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, this is my Freddy. I, uh, my daughter lives there, can I speak to her? Whatever. And, uh... <laughs> He runs over to the wife to get permission. Honey, I'm sorry. There's a guy saying he's your daddy. Besides you, you know, what you call me in the bedroom. Uh, could there be any fact? They tell him I don't want to fucking talk to him. He comes back to the phone looking good. Boy's like, um, sorry. He, she doesn't want to talk to you. He's like, listen, at least speak to her. Can I at least hear her voice? At least something. Because for some reason, he sounds like super lispy on the show. So as a good boy does, he runs over back to the wife and says, Honey, I'm really sorry again. Forgive me. Please don't smack me too hard later on after the call's done. But he just wants to hear your voice if that's possible. So he's like, God damn it, you fucking cup. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to I'm gonna show you. Look, I'm going to show him on the phone and shit. My dad, allegedly and shit. So she comes on the phone. And says, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like nothing happened. She's like, you want to hear my voice? Like, yeah, sounds good. She's like, fine, you heard it. Click. Hangs up on his ass. So he knows how to fucking do all that shit. Work the laptop. Dial the fucking phone on the touchscreen shit. Most likely. Yeah, actually he did have an iPhone. So it might have been a um, a MacBook if I watched it again. So I might have uh, confused it for a Microsoft. Uh, whatever they call their fucking brand of laptops and shit. Oh yeah too. And this is on top of the fact too that back in New York. He's being charged a tax of $100,000, you know, from the family because he punched out one of the capos, one of the main guys' kids that's supposed to be like his underling and shit or basically who he has to respond to because he's not, I think he is a capo himself, um, Man Freddy, but he's only the capo in Oklahoma. But I guess even amongst the capos, he's like ranking under the capos and or the sons of his boss. So because he punched him out, and as we see also in the episode, he broke his jaw, basically, he's got to pay a tax because the other guy wanted him dead for punching him out like that. So instead he says, no, 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 we'll just collect on him really easy, $100,000, he's fucking tied to it. So it really wasn't worth it at the end of the day punching him out. But then again, he's got prison logic, you know, f having been there for 25 years. It's like if I moved to fucking Russia and stayed there for 25 years and come back here, it would... How would I not be able to only think and or speak potentially Russian and shit too? But it wasn't worth it basically punching the guy out. But now on top of that too, he has a tax for doing so. So he really acted before he thought that he had said. But I guess, you know, prison mentality too. That's what took effect. He goes to see our boy Bodie, who's the owner and, you know, the overseeing eye of the shit until it's time to collect money. Then he's like the his bitch, his bank basically. He's talking to him about where he gets his shit from, his supplier. He tells him where. They said, all right, let's go, because they're, like, robbing you worse than I'm robbing you, basically. So we're going to go cut a better deal. 
They go to the fucking place he gets his shit from. They go to see the guy. Before they see the guy himself, though, apparently the guy has a, I forget, brother or cousin called Badface. This guy legitimately, Badface, has a mean grill on his face. Like, a, a way more sour puss than I could ever put on here, because I guess I'm too cute with the hat. At least I've been told. But <laughs> I don't do it for that. But he's got such a mean mug on him. But when they pan down and show the rest of his lanky ass body, he's built like a fucking string bean. There's no way he could take this guy seriously. I'm sorry. But again, he's built like a string bean. I don't know whether to like pull some feather out of his fucking headband and like start tickling his feet or his ass with it. Or if he's going to bop me over the head with like a peace pipe, basically. With that being said, he really doesn't look like a threat. He's just got a really mean fucking face. And he has a great joke for it because instead of bad face, he keeps calling him like fuck face instead. So he counts him out as that shit. Um, he demeans him basically like that. So they sit down. They fucking cut a deal as far as like, you know what? You're robbing my guy Bodie over here. We need to cut a better deal. What can we do? They talk it out. Find the details. They come into an agreement. All in all, the guy was smart enough to fucking um, give him like a whole little uh, jar of CBD infused like peach apricot preserves or jam whatever you call it he's been eating 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 the whole time he's feeling real good about himself and like in an actual good mood and shit to cut a deal so the guy got him sucking him into it so alright and then they show a whole part of their drive back to the uh, back to the office presumably all the way back from the farm he's high as a kite He's making jokes with Bodie. He's like, you know, pulling his uh, his roach away from him too. Like, do you want to smoke? Psych, smoke, psych, smoke, psych kind of thing. It's it's cool. It's funny and everything. But there's a great part he mentions as far as like, really, I think a lot of us who are kind of fed up with, I'm not going to say the community in general. That's not it. That's not what I'm trying to kick here. What I am fed up with is those that represent the LGBTQ community a little too loudly as far as trying to force it down your throat. Pause. You know, no pun intended. Or trying to make you think that they're right, they have a right to exist, which they do. Absolutely. Freely, as much as they want to do openly and shit too. I just don't agree, just like he's confused by and doesn't agree with apparently them doing it via force making them their voice the loudest in the room just to be heard and acting like there aren't people that already accept them for who they are I honestly don't give a shit as long as you're not an asshole about it as long as you're not a cunt about it as long as you're not trying to just force kids to fucking take in everything to as is or it's beautifully explained here because he's old out of touch been in jail for so long 25 years to be exact He's fresh out, cutting deals now for like a fucking weed dispensary of all cases, legally too. He's high, he's high as a kite off of CBD and shit, but he basically says, you know what my pronouns are? My pronoun is it, as an it can't take this shit anymore because he's confused. He doesn't know how to address people. Just like now, modern day times, like I legit get confused by how to address certain people when I see they look a certain way. It's automatically a red flag for me, like, don't say he, she, them, it, whatever. Try to get their name and try to address them by their name if possible. Because it becomes this whole, like, fucking, you know, 
I don't know what to fucking think no more. But then there they are, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe I even shouldn't say it in my head because it's going to come out of my mouth as they, them, it, bing, bang, boom, as as he says it. I'm just it because I really do. I I really am at the point like I'm sincerely confused, and I don't want to potentially offend nobody just because, but I also don't want to be a cuck. I also don't want to be a pussy just because I'm... I'm not going to say I'm scared to like address you, but I don't know how to address you or how you prefer to be addressed. If it's really coming to the point where really, can you just wear name tags? Can you just wear like a label on your head or something or somewhere that visibly says, you know, address me as he, she, them, it, they, thons, um, who, that, the, A, B, C, D, one, two, three, whatever. Just so that's out of the way and we can interact as needed. You know, it's something as simple as like going online to Starbucks or, I don't know, uh, making short co- small talk on the bus, waiting for the bus to train. I don't know, but just something that helps us better. Like, you want to be labeled this, you want to be addressed as this. Let's get that out the way. And let's let's trim the fat off the meat and just get to the nitty gritty. Like, let's talk what we got to talk about. Let's do our negotiations, our business, et cetera, et cetera. But he explains that basically, I get it, being of a certain age and coming from a certain time where that shit didn't matter at all, or you didn't have to worry about that kind of thing, but now it just kind of blows up in your face if, God forbid, you're guilty, guilty of doing so. But he is right, I'm sorry, it's just a matter of, listen, there's nothing here for me to denounce against that community whatsoever, I got respect, I got... um a lesbian that I know of in my extended family and or a cousin that's gay also. I don't really deal with either side of the family, not because they lean that way, but just I don't really deal with them. They have, they live their own lives. I'm fine with it. I didn't care about it years ago when they came out. I don't care about it now either. But whatever, they're free to live their lives how they want. They end the episode by him going back to the spot where the center of the universe is because after getting you know, rejected by, and I'm guessing this is after, it makes sense too, after giving off his uh, CBD-infused high. He goes back to the center of the universe to basically make amends and openly say, I'm sorry. I guess, as the homeless lady said, in this case, he wants to speak to God, so he knows, he, she, it, them, whatever you believe in knows, hey, I'm sorry. Mainly about his daughter, because she just, like, you know, uh, rejected his call and say, go fuck yourself pretty much on the phone at least. He says, quote, I stopped seeing her because it was too hard on her. No, I stopped seeing her because it was too hard on me. Referring to when his daughter would go to see him in jail, he said he admitted at some point, I told her to stop coming because it was just too, it would be too hard for her to deal with. But then he comes to terms, he's honest about it. Like, no, I just, it was too hard on me. To see her out there, I'm on this side of glass, I might never see her again, or she'll be too old to even appreciate me, and she has to keep coming up here to see me, wasting her time, you know, having to tell people, oh, my dad, making up excuses for him being in jail, instead of just saying flat out, my dad's in jail, sorry, I just have to, you know, take my time and go see him in jail, because that's where he's at. So he cut off all ties with her because of that, he can't help but feel guilty because of that. This is him openly expressing, pouring his heart out to the universe and or whoever's going to hear him at the center of the universe. I quit on you and I'm sorry. While standing, oddly enough, poetically enough in the center of the universe to be heard. So it's deeper than that. 
it's so it turns out to be a really deep episode short it's like 35 minutes i think in total compared to the first one which was like 45 minutes i think but there was a lot done uh to give it a final score and or recap this being the second episode and still enjoying it so far i will say i'll give this one a one and a half one and a half instead of two ears gonna give it a one and a half do it that way better fucking get this fucking ear up amazon out of two only because i felt like the high he was on uh on the drive back home was funny was cute whatever of course kind of dragged out a little too long could have gotten to the point about like being confused about his like gender assuming and, and labeling and such a little quicker um that was the only drag for me Mm. And I'm still a little confused about the horse that he sees the first time around while standing in the center of the universe. Was that a legit horse? Was that an imaginary horse? Was he seeing things? And the the, the horse just doesn't even approach him. It's just like across the street, like trotting along and like does this horse thing and just runs away, basically. There's no unicorn, there's no horn, so it's not a unicorn, not symbolic in that sense, but like, did he legit see a horse in Tulsa, or did he see it in his mind while he's stuck in the center of the universe? I don't know. That part confused me. The cougar ops lady, piece of ass, as she still is holding up well, does seem at some point to basically tell him, hey, scumbag, reminder, if you do anything in this city of mine that I'm conveniently enough in charge of while you're here hey i'm gonna know about it but just letting you know lay low if you can because you're gonna go back to jail if anything happens and he's gotta be like well i'm an ex-felon i did my bid i'm not doing anything of course he is but she knows that too but she's like just giving him the courtesy of the doubt like hey you gave me some good dick so in return i'm just giving you some tips and tricks on how to like stay out of trouble here in tulsa of all places please can you just listen to me so hopefully if you you know stay a good boy we can fuck again you'll get back in this pussy even though i'm not that much younger than you are but still i'm sure you need some steady pussy in your life at this point since you're about to be fucking dead you're you got one foot in the grave one foot in my pussy basically that's how we play we play rough yo this it's age. over this all right it's over it's over yeah. move the mic move the mic thank you